Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Yes, 435, half hour from now. Give you a chance to win those great tickets. You'll join me and see uh, Leonard Skinner up here at the uh, Meadow Van Park in Doswell. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that there was a raid on the home of the former president of the United States. Now, their big words, President Trump last night said that his home was, quote, under siege by FBI agents. I want to know how this happens. I want to know what's involved. I just I, I just don't understand this. So I reached out to uh, Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. You have seen Jimmy all over the place talking about this issue and others, whether it's on Fox News or CBS Television News or CNN back in the day. Uh, You're reading him in a wide variety of publications, and uh, I'm just always so grateful when Jimmy can uh, squeeze us into that schedule. Jimmy, I appreciate you being here, my friend. Jeff, never, ever a dull news day for you, is it, my friend? I... I, no, but God, Jimmy, I'm I'm appalled by this, and I I just, you know, I, I I love the brick agents of the FBI, but can you explain to me what the hell happened at Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, Jeff, when we spoke earlier today, I promised I was going to bring receipts, right? Well, yes, I, I I brought them, so we'll give a real quick synopsis of uh, of what I believe to have occurred last night. So. We had a federal search warrant executed by FBI agents sometime yesterday morning. I know it didn't, the news didn't go public until much later in the day. Now, for the FBI to execute a search warrant, this would require a federal magistrate to have looked at the underlying fact pattern to support the notion that one of 4,500 different federal crimes um, had been determined to have evidence located at Mar-a-Lago, okay? So that's mm-hmm. where we're at. Now, we know the president's attorneys had been negotiating with the National Archives and Records Administration after 15 boxes of materials were taken a number of months ago. What jumps out at me, the normal process here would be for an issued subpoena to the attorneys, and this would have been handled that way. So unless they determined that some of the speculation in the media by the Maggie Habermans of the New York Times and Politico that President Trump was shredding documents and using a burn bag uh, erroneously and flushing documents, unless they were concerned about the destruction of evidence for them to do a search warrant, it's not a raid. I keep hearing people say that it's a search warrant. It was a knock and announce search warrant is mind blowing. And, And why is that? Because you look at the fact that, one, we're 90 days out from an election. Now, I know that that is not a – you know, that's not set in stone that the Department of Justice doesn't conduct official business, you know, prior to an election. They like to avoid it if they can. I get it. In this instance, they decided to go forward. 
But, Jeff, let's just juxtapose what happened to the current president and what has happened to some of the people in his inner circle versus the other side. Mm -hmm. Well, it's easy. We can start with Michael Flynn, right? Michael Flynn was charged with the Logan Act. He was President Trump's national security advisor, a decorated three-star general. And the Department of Justice and the FBI decided to go after him for a, a, a statute that was essentially established in 1799, had only been used one time, and that was back in the 19th century, and never prosecuted. They ended up getting him to plead guilty to 1001, which is lying to a federal agent. Jeff, we had this conversation. Never in my 25-year career, as many times as people bald-faced lied to me, could I get the Department of Justice to prosecute for that. Number two, let's move on to James Comey. James Comey leaked documents, some that were classified, memos, to an attorney friend of his who he used as a surrogate to get them to the New York Times because he was too afraid to stand up to the president, right? That's, right. that's what happened. Right. The referral from the IG is like, yeah, this could be criminal charges. The attorney general decides not to follow through on that. No criminal charges are filed. Andy McCabe, the disgraced deputy director of the FBI, lies four times, three times under oath. Smack on the wrist. Trump has him fired. Guess what happens? He's restored to full honors. He gets to have his shield and his, uh, his, his perforated uh, FBI credentials and a full pension because the Department of Justice decided not to follow through and prosecute. How about Hillary Clinton? She had a bunch of emails that were under subpoena on an illegal private server that she was conducting government business on, including a number of classified emails. She decided to bleach bit them and then told investigators that the ones that she bleach bit, that she deleted and bleach bit, were about yoga pants and bridesmaid discussions prior to her daughter's wedding. The FBI did not conduct a search warrant. The Department of Justice did not send agents to her house. Now, you continue to Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort was one of the president's inner circle guys, ran his campaign for a while. Charged with the FARA Act, F-A-R-A. Jeff, for your listeners who aren't aware, it stands for the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Used very sparingly over the last 50 years, but enough to go after him. We know how Roger Stone was treated when the FBI sent legions of folks there to conduct an arrest there. Jeff, I'm not throwing shade on the FBI or the DOJ. You want to set up your, your investigation. You have the evidence. You want to bring charges. You want to send agents to make arrests. God bless you. That's what it's designed to do. But why, Jeff? And I'm going to ask this rhetorical question to you. Does it seem so one-sided? Because I look at this and I keep going... How come every time it happens to people on the political left, there's a reason not to pursue it? But when it happens to this president, this president who's a flawed man, I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that he hasn't made mistakes. But how do you only target him and how do you have a search warrant conducted at his private residence? Jeff, I'm going to use Ari Fleischer's words today, too. I saw it on Twitter. They better have the goods. If they do not find a smoking gun, literal or figurative, Jeff, this is not going to bode well. There's no trust and confidence in institutions right now after the Russiagate nonsense and after a lot of other uh, sound and fury, you know, tempest in a teacup that has gone on through the Trump years. 
Jeff, they better have the goods. Jimmy, I've got uh, I've got a couple of questions relative to this. Can you hang out for another couple of moments? I sure can. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Jimmy Galliano is going to stay with us for a few more minutes. Uh, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. And you heard what Jimmy said. I mean, Jimmy went down on the on the left side of things, on the right side of things. The le- folks on the left side, uh, clear to sail. Keep going. Good luck to you. You know, uh, live a long, happy life. On the right side of things, forget about it. We're throwing every book at you. Now, Jimmy also made clear, and I want to make clear, not a raid. It was the service of a search warrant. But a couple of questions that I have to raise with Jimmy. How far up that chain of command would you have to go inside the Department of Justice, inside the White House, to execute a search warrant at the home of the former president? And was there any option for those agents who were told, here's what you're going to do? Could they at any point have said, hey, I'm not going along with this? We'll, we'll ask those questions of Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, just moments from now, 413, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 419, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. We had the FBI serve a federal search warrant at Mar a Lago, President Trump's home. Uh, it has been described as a raid. President Trump said his home was under siege. Now, Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI, is joining us. And Jimmy has made very clear this is not a raid. Uh, this was a knock and announce service of a warrant. Jimmy, let me ask you about how far up the chain something like this would have to go to serve a search warrant at the home of the former president of the United States. Uh, are we talking about the attorney general having to sign off on this, in your opinion? One thousand percent, Jeff. Um, in this instance, um, you know, for a, a search warrant to be executed at a former president's home, his personal residence, we've only had 46 presidents in our nation's 200 plus years of history for that to occur. Yes, the attorney general would have been involved in this, as well as the FBI director. They would have been briefed in and they would have had to agree that we were going to proceed on this. The buck stops with them. Look, Jeff, in, in, in innumerable investigations I was involved in, anything with special circumstances, and a special circumstance can be an investigation into a, a religious or faith leader, an investigation into a law enforcement uh, agency, an investigation into a politician, a local politician like an alderman or a council member. So for a former president, to have a search warrant executed at their home? The answer is unequivocally yes, Jeff. This goes up to the top of both agencies. All right, so we would have had Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, as well as Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, uh, involved in this. The White House says they learned about it on Twitter. Uh, Any credence given by you to that sort of a comment? Jeff, I, I watched the embarrassment of, of Corrine Jean-Pierre um, standing up there with a smug look on her face going, what, what, what do you guys call this thing, uh, uh, a raid? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we were unaware of it. Look, I, I understand there is a separation, a necessary and needed separation between the Department of Justice and the White House. And, and I respect and I, and I want to believe that that was honored and that, there was no collusion between the president and the attorney general. I, I, I believe that. But to pretend 
that the White House had no idea that this was going to happen, that there was going to be a search warrant conducted at a former president's house is absolutely and utterly laughable. And like I said, we're about 90 days out from a contentious, polarizing, divisive, and highly competitive election here in the midterms. Will this impact things? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Jeff. As I said in the first block, they better have the goods. If they misfire on this one after Russia, 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 and all the booms and the promises of, you know, this time Trump is going down, and this time we've got him in the crosshairs, and this time he's a dead duck, he's going to jail. The American public is sick and tired of this. They want their law enforcement to operate independently, bereft of fear and favor. And that's what, as you pointed out at the top of this segment, that's what the vast majority of agents who are tasked to do this job are doing. There's a select few. And we mentioned one last week in, in, in ASAC, an assistant special agent in charge in Washington, D.C., Timothy Tybalt, who, who apparently suppressed evidence and did not push forward the Hunter Biden laptop case. Now, Jeff, it's a select few amount of folks. You asked if agents could rebel. Look, the, uh, the, the Hunter Biden case, whistleblowers have brought that forward. And that's why the Senate Judiciary Committee last week hauled the FBI director in, put him on the hot seat and asked him about this. And he said the, that information about that mid-level leader, all right, that ASAC in, in the Washington field office was deeply troubling, quote, deeply troubling. The rest of the rank and file, Jeff, they raise their right hands just like if you were in the military. They swear an oath to defend and uphold the Constitution, and their job is to go out there and follow the evidence. Mm-hmm. But I'm just forewarning folks, if this turns out to be a dud, this is going to be something, and I know I've, I've, I've sounded the clarion call before, that the FBI and the Department of Justice may never recover from. Now, having said that, I'll caveat it this way. I've not seen the subpoena. I'm sorry, the the search warrant. I don't know what was gathered up there. I don't know what type of evidence or fact pattern is available. And if it's something major, Jeff, we're going to be talking a different tune in a week or so when these details ultimately leak out. Because I, I anticipated the attorney general would get up in front of a microphone and make a statement today. I get it. The policy, not the law states that the federal government, the Department of Justice, does not speak to ongoing cases that are under investigation. I get it. But James Comey did it during the Hillary Clinton investigation. And in this matter now, where the public trust and confidence in in, in an agency I, I, I love to death is so wavering and is so uh, is so just completely um, not believing the narrative that's being fed out, that there aren't political machinations behind the scenes and there isn't partisanship infecting these investigations. I hope that the attorney general decides differently and allows the American public to at least hear what some of the evidence gathered um, might have been. Jimmy, my my fear uh, like yours, if they don't have anything, this is just an unbelievable black mark uh, left on the Bureau. It impacts every single one of those 12,000 brick agents. There was a time in this country where, where as kids, we grew up uh, thinking, man, I'd love to be an FBI agent someday. Some of us, like you, were able to achieve that. Some of us went in another direction. Now, I, I don't see that. I don't hear that. And I'm hearing from people 
uh, who I consider friends. And I, and this is what pains me, Jimmy. And they're saying, I don't have confidence in them anymore. I don't believe them. I'll never believe them again. And, and as you just voiced your concern, I don't know how you could ever get past that. So I, I'm, I'm hoping against hope there's something here. But uh, I just, man, I, 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 I'm fearful. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Well, Jeff, I know we're way over time, and I'll just leave you with this. I know our friend Andy McCarthy, who is a former federal prosecutor, works for Fox News. I think he wrote a piece for for the National Review online today where his suspicions and his supposition is is that this might have been a pretext search in order to uncover some type of connection between the president and some of the miscreants who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Now, that's not the way that a search warrant is supposed to be wielded. It's only supposed to be picking up or, or, or securing evidence um, that is believed to have been part of a crime. Um, and you need something which rises to the level of probable cause. You know, a search warrant is the, is, is the first step, right? It means, you know, you have a reasonable belief that there's evidence of a crime, and it's in this spot, in this drawer, in this safe, in this room, in this garage, that type of thing. Then you move to an indictment. That requires a little bit more evidence for someone to bring an indictment or file an information or, or draft a complaint. And finally, the highest standard is a conviction, which is reasonable doubt. You know, you're going to convict somebody beyond a reasonable doubt. And for that to happen, Jeff, we're so far from that. But I just think right now, while the the United States is in this position right now of just having come out of all those years of the Russia investigation and the collusion farce, I just feel like the Department of Justice has to get out in front of this, has to do something that is, it's not unprecedented, but it's exceedingly rare and has to lay out what the purpose, what the, what the decisions were behind sending agents into a former president's home. Jimmy Galliano, thank you, my friend. Uh, Jimmy Galliano, retired supervisory special agent from the FBI. It is Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.